Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, you are listening to Ratchet and Respectable from East America, specifically PG County. I'm back. I am literally sitting at the desk in my parents' house where Ratchet and Respectable all began back in 2019. So I am back home physically and also figuratively for the podcast. I totally didn't want to leave Paris. I probably would have figured out a way to stay if my visa wasn't up. As an American, you can only stay in Europe, all of Europe, not just Paris. You can only stay in Europe for 90 days out of every 180 days. Like Even if you go back to your home country, like some places like South Africa, you can stay for 90 days. But if you go back to your home country and then return, it resets. Europe, not so much. They're like, you got 90 days per six months, and then you can come back. I loved Paris. I had a very magical time there. It's just a very enchanting city. And my last week there, like hanging out with my mother and then so many of my friends in town for either fashion week or to go to the Usher concerts, it was really, really just fun. And on my last night there, one of my friends, one of the girls who was with me in Bali, because there were seven of us, she actually flew back to New York from Bali and switched out her suitcase real quick and then came back to Paris. My last day in Paris, we hung out. We went to the Louis Vuitton Cafe. She's been to Paris a million times, but she hadn't been. I was running late. I was packing my stuff because I was leaving the next day and I had to pull my life together. So I was a little late getting there. And so she was like, no worries. I made some friends. And she's like the sweetest, chattiest, most outgoing person ever. So I wasn't surprised. And I was like, okay, she's good. So I got there maybe like 20 minutes late and she was sitting at the table with these women from America because Paris was overrun with black women in the best of ways. She had on these really beautiful shoes. One of the women complimented her shoes. They both realized they were American. She said, oh, I'm waiting for one of my friends. And she said, well, you know, how do you guys know about this place? And she was like, oh, we follow this girl, Demetria, on Instagram. And she just recommended it. So we decided to come here. And she was like, that's hilarious. So when I showed up, she was sitting with the women who'd gone there because I posted it on Instagram. Really, really sweet ladies. But they enjoyed themselves and we enjoyed ourselves. It was really great. And then afterward, the Louis Vuitton Cafe is a part of Louis Vuitton Dream. It's an exhibition of Louis Vuitton 
merchandise through the years, extensive bag collection. If you think of bags like art, you would love it. So I was walking through the exhibition and I saw this woman that looked so familiar. She's one of the women that had come on the first season world trip to Ghana. I told you how that was like one of the best travel groups ever. They were perfect. They were just the absolute perfect group. And they all fell in love with each other. None of them knew each other before the Ghana trip. They all stayed in touch after the Ghana trip. And 10 of them decided to come to Paris to see Usher. Two of them had reached out to me and they said, on XYZ date, we're going to be in Paris. Come meet us. And I was like, no, I'm leaving that day. I'm going to miss you. I'm not going to be able to see the group. This is awful. So I ran into this woman from the group. She'd separated from the pack to come to the Louis Vuitton exhibition. And so she was like, yeah, all the girls are here. We're having dinner tonight. And I was like, wait, I told her the other two women had reached out and I was like, I got the dates wrong. So she was like, oh, just come to dinner. I already had dinner planned. So I was like, okay, so where is dinner? I'll stop by. I was like, don't tell the girls you ran into me and I'll come by and I'll surprise y'all. So I did. Me and my mom went by their restaurant. It was very sex in the city. Remember Carrie's supposed to have a book signing, but she decides to go to her boyfriend's thing instead and she stands up the book date. And when she gets there, everyone's left and they used her book as a coaster. It was not that experience. I got there after wine had been served, but before appetizers. And I got to see the ladies. And it was such a wonderful, warm welcome and goodbye all at the same time. I was really, really happy to see them. I love, love, loved that they stayed in touch and that they all came to Paris together. They're like a group of 10 besties and they're so much fun. Here's the funny part is I come in and I've got my mom and one of my girlfriends with me and I'm like, hi, and everyone's like, hi. And then like, wait, is that your mom? I don't exist. Dear mom has made my mother famous. She's recognized out in the wild. She went to the grocery store the other day and somebody recognized her. (laughs) My mom was like, huh? Oh, she was like, this is very weird. <laughs> I was like, welcome to my world. I was like, it should wear off in about six months if I don't post you again. And she was like, yeah, don't post me no more. <laughs> She's totally weirded out. She was like, I get it for like you because it's like, you know, your thing and you've been like out there for a while. But she was like, they be excited about me. Like, it's your story. You just writing to me. Like, she's very confused. But I was like, no, like you're you're the star of the show. But everyone sat and they talked to mom and like, yeah, like she reveled in it. They're like the best group of women ever. I can't say enough great things about them. They were like so much freaking fun. So we did that. And then it was really important to me. I have made this list because, you know, usually I don't do lists of recommendations. I'll talk about things that I did, especially on here. Like I'll give the names and you can decide if you want to go or not. I don't give recommendations for very specific reasons. I think I've shared why before. The other one is like, once you do it once, like then people keep asking because like I gave recommendations for where to go in Paris. And then immediately people were like, oh, well, can you recommend hotels? Or, oh, can you recommend this? Or can you recommend that? Can you do one for Bali? Can you do one for London? Can you do one for this? And I was like, ooh, no, sorry. Um, But I kept running into women in Paris or also people were in my DMs and they were really complaining bad about the food. I ran into a very nice woman who'd been in Paris for a week and she still had a week to go. And she was like, the food here is nasty. I'm living on wine and fries. And I was like, oh God. But many people had complained about the food in Paris. And I was like, anywhere in the world, when in doubt, eat ethnic. By which I mean food made by brown people. It'll always be seasoned. Or 
as a as a reliable faithful. When in Paris, eat Italian. They have amazing Italian restaurants in France. But yes, I just dropped some recommendations so that like the black women abroad for Usher wouldn't starve. But I say that to say I made this list and I posted it and I realized when I posted it that there was no black owned business on there. And it really just kind of irked me. And I was like, yo, there's a huge black community here. Paris has a gigantic Senegalese community. There's tons of Senegalese restaurants. And I told y'all when I went to Senegal, that's some of the best food I ever had in my entire black life. When I returned to Ghana, I have a list of countries that I want to visit. Most of them are new places. But Senegal, I'm going again for four days specifically to eat. It's the best food. And also it's a detour on the way to Cape Verde. But that said, I was like, how was I in Paris with all these Senegalese restaurants and I have no black food? Like, this isn't right. So I made a point on my last day in Paris, my final meal, to go to a black-owned restaurant. Because I went to see the ladies first, I missed the reservation for 10.15. We get there at like 10.45 and it was three of us with another woman on the way. It wasn't a very big space. The space is full. The kitchen is closing. And I was like, please, madame, it's my last night in Paris. And I haven't had African food since I've been here. She said, let me go talk to the chef. The chef has mercy on us. And it was just turned out to be a lovely evening. The woman that came to meet us was somebody I was supposed to connect with. I want to say like the day before I left for Bali and I just couldn't pull it together. So I was happy I was able to connect with her. It's a black woman. She's been living in Paris for nine years. I think she's a sommelier. But yeah, we just had like a really great night and we ate yasa scallops. That wasn't what it was called on the menu, but that's essentially what it was. Scallops prepared in a very traditional Senegalese type of way. Absolutely amazing. They Also, they had a bunch of vegan options. I don't know how I keep stumbling into all these vegan places, but I had like vegan gnocchi, which was freaking amazing. And then we had dessert because again, it was like our last night. I don't know what I ate. It was some kind of like puff pastry that was like drowned in chocolate, but it was like the best chocolate ever. It was so good. So I had my mom out until like 1.30, 2 a.m. on our last night in Paris, somewhere outside of the city center. Like we just roamed. Like the cab was 30 minutes to get back, but it was, it was great. It was Paris. And the next day we just woke up and and went to the airport and I was on a plane. I'm like, why am I leaving? It's different than Ghana. Like I actually had to go because of the visa situation. But I was like, why am I leaving again? I was like, oh yeah, like, because you'd be here illegally and then fuck around and get banned from the country. That's why you're leaving. But Paris is, Paris is magic. I left on Sunday. What's today? Tuesday? Monday, this report comes out about bed bugs in Paris. From the videos, they are all over social media. They're showing these gigantic bed bugs. If you watch these videos, you would think the whole city of Paris is just infested. Like it's the locusts that come every 17 years. That was not my experience. But Paris does have a bed bug problem. The deputy mayor of Paris has acknowledged that there is a bed bug problem that is in hotels, that is in movie theaters, that is in, that is on subways. Everyone and their mother has been sending me videos about Paris and bed bugs, asking if I have them. No. Me, mom, my clothes, my shoes, my bags, everything has returned safely. I did not bring bugs home with me. I obviously wasn't aware of the bed bug problem. Like the story didn't come out until after I left. But for folks who were headed to Paris, people were like, oh, I don't want to go there because bed bugs. I mean... There's a lot of places that got bed bugs. Like New York was overrun with them for a while. 
Vegas, I believe, is still overrun with them. You know, if you don't want to go to Paris because Paris got bed bugs, like I don't, I don't blame you. I, I am not an ambassador for Paris. Like I, I live there. I, I don't work for anybody's public relations firm. I wasn't there on behalf of Paris tourism. I'm not here to sell you on Paris. If you don't want to go to Paris, don't go. Um, you don't want to go anywhere. Don't go. You want to go somewhere, but you don't want to go alone. Again, don't go. I choose to live my life in the way that I choose to do. You are free to do or not do whatever you like to do. We all grown. So, you know, make the choices that you feel are appropriate for your life. And uh, I will I will continue to do the same. Transitioning back to America has been... Actually, it hasn't been bad. It's only been 48 hours. This transition has been much easier than the one from Ghana. Both because it's a second re-entry and also... Europe is very different than the United States, but how do I say this the right way? Everything that I wanted and then some, I had access to. In some ways, Europe is more luxurious and efficient than America. In Ghana specifically, it's not an Africa as a whole problem because I didn't feel that way about South Africa. Some things are just very difficult to easily come by in Ghana. Like there's no equivalent of, say, a Target nothing like even close. If I'm going somewhere and I just want to grab a new outfit, that's very difficult in Ghana. Like I can go get something made and, but run to a mall and pick up something cute. And then also like a really cute pair of shoes, something that's equivalent to what I would get in America is harder to do. I'm not impossible, just not as convenient versus South Africa got malls and malls, London and Paris are shopping capitals of the world. So it was pretty easy. It's also easy to just run to a mall in Kenya It's just not so in Ghana. So that this transition hasn't been that bad. But I noticed like weird stuff. Like I wrote about some of it on social media, so I won't rehash it. But like I was driving to the hair salon this morning and I don't know what I did. It wasn't something strenuous, but like I just recognized that driving, I actually use my stomach muscles. And I never thought about it before, but I was like, why am I engaging my stomach muscles to drive? Like, that's so weird. I just never noticed it before. My stylist works out of a spa in a hotel. So drove into the parking garage and then had to take the elevator down to the main floor of the hotel, go through the lobby to go up to her place. Both of the elevators were gigantic. Like they're just hotel elevators. They're not freight elevators. They're just moving a few people up and down floors in a hotel. And it was only me in the elevator. I was thinking about this elevator that I was in. I mean, there's many places, but there was one that was exceptionally small, but literally only me and my carry-on size bag could fit in the elevator. Like there was no room for anything else. And so I got on this elevator and it's just so gigantic. I felt like, hmm, Remember Tom Hanks? What was the name of the movie where he was by himself? Castaway. And he, it was him and the ball, Wilson. And it took him forever to learn how to make fire to survive. So after he gets rescued and somehow he ends up with the lighter and he's just sitting there like flicking the lighter, like just amazed at like how much work he had to do to learn how to make fire. And then here it is just contained in this little bottle and you just like flick a switch. And there it is. And that's kind of how I felt like on the elevator. (laughs) It's just like (laughs) something that was just so, I don't know, space. There's just all this damn space. The first thing I did yesterday when I went to run errands, even before I went to Target, I went to Dunkin' Donuts 
and I got a large iced coffee. I used to go to cafes in Paris and I would have to order two cappuccinos because one cappuccino is like, I don't know, like a fourth of what they serve here. So I would get two just to like, you know, actually get my coffee fixed. Versus here, like I bought this 16 ounces of coffee. It's good to be home in the weirdest of ways. I still haven't been to the movies yet. If I wasn't meeting friends tonight, I would probably go. I'm going to see the Equalizer. I need to go to a proper AMC. I need to sit in a big-ass theater with a gigantic-ass screen with a big-ass recliner that's made for a giant, and I need to eat a tub of buttered popcorn. They don't have buttered popcorn overseas. They have sweet and they have salty. So I was like, so diabetes or high blood pressure? Okay. Let's not make fun of my cholesterol with all this goddamn butter. That's not the point. I haven't had butter popcorn in like 15 months. Last time I came home, I forgot to eat it. But my ass is going to see the equalizer. I mean, it's Denzel. It's not like I'll truly be suffering. I just want to go to the movie theater and eat a big ass tub of popcorn. Fully recognizing that I will probably throw it all up afterward. Because my body does not adjust to American food. I don't know what the fuck we put in our food over here. It can't be healthy. I can taste the extra salt and the grease and like everything. Like it tastes good going down, but like if I eat, I can't be far from a bathroom for the next 20 minutes. Make of that what you will. Oh, also, my services are coming along. Thank you very much. So many people for the recommendations. I just mentioned earlier that I went to a salon. I have a proper haircut. I thought... I was getting a trim, but I haven't had one of those since before I left to go to Ghana last August because my hair was in braids when I came back last time. So I didn't go to the salon. So she straightened my hair and was like, okay, sis, so this is what we're going to have to do. And I told her, just go on and do it. And I was like, I don't want to have like length with raggedy ends. But like she did take off like a significant chunk. Like I still got a ton of hair, but... I left the salon with it blown out. She just put it up in a ponytail and I came home and, and wet it and twisted it out. Um, but I'm looking at these twists. I got these Miss Seeley twists in right now and my hair just looks so short, so short. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm bald. My mother was like, I'm not, I'm not entertaining you with this. Like, stop talking to me. <sighs> I mean, it's a good cut. It's a really good cut. She showed me the before and after. It was necessary. It needed to be done. My ends looked crazy. Also, the sun has been bleaching my hair. The ends of my hair were like straight up brown, which is very weird because I dyed it jet black. Like I used store-bought jet black, so it would stay black black. And then somehow it went back to brown. At some point, I'm gonna have to go to another salon. One of my really good friends, actually went to third grade with her, is also a hairdresser here. She doesn't specialize in natural hair though, but she does specialize in color. And I mean, I know it's just black, but I'd rather have her do professional black as opposed to store-bought box dye black. I also, in full transparency, need to cover some grays. It's not a lot. It's just like five or six strands on like the right side of my head, but I want them gone. It's either that or I pluck them out one by one. But I was like, no, let's just go ahead and get a uniform color of the hair. She might be able to do black and give it some texture. I want all black hair. I don't want black and gray. Or even black in this, you know, the brown that still remains. She cut most of it out, but there's still some there. But no, I'm good. Like, I have a chiropractor. 
I'm getting my teeth cleaned at like 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. I'm waxing next week. I have lashes tomorrow. I got my nails done yesterday. Yeah, so re-entry. There's not a lot of big news this week. Beyonce has ended Renaissance. I read it was 57 tour dates. I feel like she was on tour forever because I saw Beyonce in May and the last tour date was, what's today? Sunday, October 1st. I read that the Renaissance tour is the highest grossing concert tour by a woman. So much congratulations to Beyonce. I would just like to note that her tour did in fact surpass Taylor Swift. Billboard estimates that the Renaissance World Tour will gross about $560 million and rank amongst the highest grossing tours of all time. Not just by a woman, but by everybody. Beyonce is in rare air with the likes of Madonna, Guns N' Roses, Coldplay, Harry Styles, and Elton John. That's a good company to keep. So congratulations to Beyonce. Also, <laughs> since we last spoke, I keep a running list of, of things to talk about in the podcast. I think on Friday after I turned the podcast in, there was a story about Beyonce having a documentary about the making of Renaissance. And just as soon as it was announced that conversations were happening, we got a trailer and a date and people have already started buying tickets. December 1st, Renaissance World Tour drops in theaters. I know tons of people who've already bought tickets. I didn't look because I'll be in Ghana. I don't even know if Ghana's going to get it on the 1st. Ghana is... Is there more than one major theater in Accra? It's not the best theater. It is what it is. It's no AMC. If I really want to see it on a big, big screen, I probably need to go back to Senegal. Theoretically, it should be in English, right? With French subtitles? I'm in it for the visuals. I begged Beyonce for visuals. Begged. Because remember, I wouldn't listen to the Renaissance album until she dropped visuals and then there was a tour. And I was like, all right, well, she's going to give us visuals on the stage. I'll go see it now. But I refused to listen to the album. The first time I listened to the Renaissance album was literally at the concert. It was good. I think I might listen to it once after that. Like I like it. It's not bad. It's just, you know, it's not my favorite Beyonce album. But I will be all up in this concert footage. I told y'all that she was going to drop it in theaters. Also because Taylor Swift was doing the theater thing. I was like, for all the people that couldn't go to the concert for whatever reason, they get to have a Renaissance experience if they dress up and go to the theater, like people did for Black Panther. And also, everybody I know who's bought tickets right now also did go to the concert. Some people went twice, which totally, I get, totally. If you want to relive Renaissance once again, maybe for the third time, don't sell your silver just yet. Hold on to your silver. Maybe you can incorporate some new pieces in December. So you've had your summer silver, and now you can have your winter silver to go see Beyonce. The party ain't over. It ain't over. What else do we have on our list of things to talk about? Oh, that's not good news. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Another good black music news. Outkast now has the best-selling hip-hop album of all time. They sold 13 million copies of The Love Below. Now, in fairness, The Love Below was a double album. So each sale of The Love Below counts as two albums. They surpassed Tupac, MC Hammer, and Eminem to become the best-selling album. I think previously the record was held by Eminem, which surprises me and doesn't surprise me. I acknowledge that Eminem is a very talented rapper. It's just weird to me that like a white guy had the number one selling hip-hop album of all time. I mean, it's not weird. It's America. To take a black art form and put a white face on it and become super, super popular is like as American as apple pie, Elvis Presley. It just... It doesn't sit right with me. So I'm glad that Outkast is at number one. I'm still, I know I'm not going to get it. 
I know I'm not going to get it. I still want another Outkast album. That's not actually true. I want another Andre Benjamin album. I want another Andre 3000 album. If in order to get multiple verses by Andre Benjamin, it is required that we do a full Outkast album, I'm not mad at Big Boy. I like Big Boy. He's very talented, but I'm really in it for the Andre. It is what it is. I like Big Boy. Speaker Box was great. Speaker Box had a bunch of hits, but I'm in it for the Andre. Harvard has its first black president. First black woman president. Let me look that up again. No, it's the first black president. I thought it was the first black woman, but no, no. I'm reading this on CNN. Her name is Claudine Gay. She's the first black person and the second woman to lead the university. CNN notes that Gay is the 30th president since Harvard University's founding in 1640. So they've been around since 1640. And this is the first black president in the year of our Lord, 2023. And only the second woman. I'm happy for Madam Dr. Claudine. But I'm also like, I want Harvard to do better. Two women? Two women in almost 400 years? Really? That's the best you could do? I guess they really wasn't letting women in, though, for the first 300 years. But still. First black person. Second woman. It's goodish black news. And not so good news. This is going to come out wrong, and I'm going to say it anyway. Jackie O, she's a media personality. She had three young children. She died a few months ago, back in May, from complications due to cosmetic surgery. <sighs> Last week, September 29th, I'm reading this on People Magazine. It says, on Friday, a representative from the Miami-Dade Medical Examiner's Office confirmed to People that the former MTV personality died from complications from cosmetic surgery. Did we not know this four months ago? I'm not trying to be funny, but like, she had cosmetic surgery and she died shortly thereafter. Everyone had put together that she died from cosmetic surgery, like quote unquote, confirming four months later how she died when we all knew how she died just struck me as a weird story. But I guess maybe the weirdest part of all of it, her cause of death has been ruled an accident. This is according to the Miami Police Department. They confirmed it to People Magazine and there will not be a criminal investigation into her death. She just died and that's it? Like no one's responsible? And she was 31. I mean, I don't know her body or her ailments. Like, I'm certainly not a doctor. I don't even want to take guesses at that. But I was like, there's no, no one's held accountable for it. I mean, I don't think it was murder. I guess the police aren't holding anybody accountable. So it's not like a situation of malpractice or the doctor did something negligent. It, I guess it's just you take a risk when you do cosmetic surgery. I mean, it is major surgery. People talk about BBLs and tummy tuck like it's the equivalent of Botox, and, and it's not. Actually, BBLs, I read, are one of the most dangerous surgeries that you can do. And yet, people be having them left and right. My prayers and sympathy, which just doesn't seem like enough, but it's all I got. My prayers and sympathy absolutely go out to Jackie O's family, her three children, um, but anybody, her family, her friends, people who cared about her, knew her, followed her. It's just, that's such a tragedy. Just I think we put a lot of pressure on women to, not even I think, we put a lot of pressure on women to look a certain way before children, after children, whatever. But just in general, 
And then when people, by any means necessary, I think cutting up your body counts as by any means necessary. But when you want to achieve, you know, the reigning beauty standard, when you want to be perceived as beautiful, whether it's for other people or for yourself, whatever reason. And, and let's also not act like beauty isn't capital, power, commerce in our culture. So you set these beauty standards and then people, you know, sometimes do harmful things trying to achieve them. And then people blame them for trying to be beautiful. Like you make beauty a currency and then be mad at people for trying to achieve it. Call them vain. I'm like, what? And that's not just America. That's everybody. It might not be the same beauty standard in other places, but everywhere has them. That's just a really sad story. A mother of three, like I think about the kids, but also just her. I was reading something the other day how people tend to talk about women in relation to who all is invested in the woman's service, in the woman's labor. When something happens, it's always, oh, it was someone's girlfriend, it was someone's mother, it was someone. Full stop. And she happened to have a partner, and she happened to have children, and she happened to have nieces and nephews and friends and blah, blah, blah. But like, she's more than just someone's partner, someone's mom, someone's whatever. She is someone, period, full stop. And in addition to being someone, she is also and to, additionally, she is also and to other things. And last but not least, and I'm not reading this list in any particular order. This isn't like an anchor story. There just, there really isn't one this week. I know some people wanted me to talk about Ebony Williams commentary from last week or the week before even. Ebony K. Williams' commentary about college-age women seeking husbands. And in last week's episode, I actually did a whole 30-minute rant about it that I edited out of the episode. I'm just not using my platform to indulge in that nonsense. I said what I had to say on social media. This is a conversation that's been going on. I pinned it back to the first issue of Essence, which was 1970. My mother, who was alive at the time, was like, no, it predates that. The what to do with these single women issue is for sexism, what the what to do with the blacks is for American racism. So ingrained in the culture, it's never going anywhere. It doesn't even matter that statistically there are more unmarried black men than there are unmarried black women. No one seems to be concerned with the unmarried state of black men. It's just why won't the women's get married? It's not even about the marriage rates. It's about control of women. And I'm not indulging that. So the final topic for this episode, Jodi Turner-Smith and her husband, Joshua Jackson, split. Um, I think they were coming up on four years of marriage. They have a child together. This story was everywhere. And I was like, I mean, I know who she is. What is the movie? Queen? Because I watched Queen and Slim. She's a fine actress. She's a gorgeous woman. Like people, I mean, People Magazine, but then all the other magazines. And then people were sharing this story as if she was like Hollywood A-list. And I was like, I mean, she's cool and she's gorgeous again. Like, I would love to see more work from her, but I'm like, I really only know her for this one film. Like, why is this such a big news story? Is he a big actor? Like, I just, neither one of them really fall high on my radar, but people were really like shaken up about their like divorce. Like, oh, I was rooting for them. They were one of my favorite couples. I can't believe this is happening. And I was like, I mean, it's not like, you know, the Obamas, like, you tell me Angela Bassett and Courtney B. Vane going their separate ways, I might hit the floor. Like, oh my God, is, does love even exist anymore? 
do any marriages last? Like I would fall out, but I was like, Jody and Joshua? I don't like to hear about a divorce. Like it's, it's a very awful time in people's lives. I've said it plenty of times. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but like people were really falling out. And I was like, am I missing something? I mean, it's sweet that people care. That's, that's really sweet. And I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm genuinely saying it's sweet that people are invested. People were rooting for them. People cared. But I'm also like, who are these people? Maybe I'm in a bubble. It won't be the first time. All right. That's the episode. We'll be back on Friday. Next week is a little iffy. I may go up to New York. And if I go up there, I'm not taking my laptop because I'm not going to focus. I'm going to be running the streets. That's that's what I'll be doing. New York is expensive as hell right now. The hotel that I usually stay at is like $800 a night. And I was like, go fuck yourselves. And then I was scrolling, looking for other hotels. You know, the Brooklyn Marriott, which I would not stay in. But the Brooklyn Marriott is $1,500 a night. And I was like, are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The one hotel in Brooklyn is like $600. And I was like, if I had an option to stay at the Brooklyn Marriott versus the one hotel, you think I would choose $1,500 at the Brooklyn Marriott? I can literally go stay at a hotel in, in Central Park, which is traditionally the most expensive hotels in the city. I could go stay at the Equinox Hotel, cheaper than I could stay at the freaking Brooklyn Marriott. I was like, are you on drugs? Is it meth? Is is it the fake weed that's turning people into zombies? Like, what the fuck? Why is New York so expensive? Folks were like, oh, because they outlawed Airbnb and so people don't have a choice anymore. Because I was trying to figure out, I was like, is something going on this weekend? Like, is it the New York Marathon? Is there something at the UN? Is there... No, there's there wasn't a thing. Not that I could find. If somebody knows what's going on in New York next weekend, is this like raising the hotel prices? Or is this just, you know, the new America that I ain't been in in a while? Because I was like, y'all charging more than London. And London's expensive as fuck. <sighs> I figured out. Because I really need to be in New York. I haven't been back in since before I left. Over a year. It's not the longest I've been away from New York, but like, I need my fix. Still not everything, but the things that we got. All right, back.